Welcome into the run with Johnny Rogers and Tommy Frazier. You may recognize this is not Anna Bellinghausen joining these two fine gentlemen tonight. Uh, Andrew Rogers here with you. Rogers spelled without the D. Poor Just thing. so you know. Oh, right. I know. Oh, well, right. you know, I could have been a Heisman winner, too, if I didn't suffer from loft. Loft? Lack of freaking talent. No, kid, you can't do nothing. Yeah, no. Well, you sound like you talk good, though. <laughs> I'm happy to be here with you guys. Yeah, T. Frage on remote. Hey. Uh, catch him on StreamYard. Andrew, you got, you got some talent. You got some talent. We all have talent. What do you think I got? Some is more than others. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's for darn sure. Tell me where you at, buddy. I'm in, Windsor, at? I'm in Windsor, Colorado. All right. He's hanging out with Dion. Oh. No. That's not true. I, never, I, I won't step foot on that campus. Do that. <laughs> I'd never do that. Oh, man. It's great to be with you guys. Uh, you know, big football game ahead. Louisiana Tech, uh, the last non-con game before we get back into Big Ten play. Heard from Coach Rule today. Um, and he's still on the fence about bringing Jeff Sims back for this game or going with Heinrich Harburg. Do you like the situation he's in or do you think he should commit to one or the other right now? Well, well, let me answer that. Um, I think it's one of those deals to where he, he he's playing it right. Now, after Saturday game, I actually bumped into Jeff Simmons and his family, and we talked about a good 20 minutes, and you can tell that he's still not well. You know, I asked him, say, hey, could you play tonight? He said, oh, I could have played. For, yeah, I could have played. And then he started walking. I said, no, you couldn't. He still had a noticeable limp. You know, so I, I think that, that Coach Rule is playing it right because you don't want to tip his hand to the other opponent yet. But I, I, I believe that it's going to be it's going to be hiring based on what I saw Saturday after the game. Well, that sounds like a reasonable decision to me. Uh, you, we don't want to bring a guy who's already hurt and get hurt. Uh, and we we're going in the right direction right now. We got a we've got our first win on, under our belt. The quarterback's leading. We might as well keep going in that direction. And I think we got a big game coming up here next week. <laughs> we don't look to, too far ahead now. <laughs> well, you better look on up there because this is a big one coming. <laughs> So uh, I think it definitely that uh, that we will not be playing. I don't think he'll get in the game at all. I don't think he need to get take a chance on really getting hurt because when we come up as season goes on, we're going to need him more than ever because he is a quality football player. And uh, injuries, we got too many already mm-hmm. to, to be this early in the year. We got a couple of our, our main mm-hmm. players that are, that are getting operations and getting over it. Everybody's thinking about that. So let's just do what we can do and keep on going in the direction right now. Well, what you're a three touchdown favorite. It, it seems pretty okay to go with your backup, right? You can get away with that, and you don't have to worry too much about Jeff Sims needing to work out. Let's just call them the kinks of the first two games this year. Well, I, I, for me, I think I think it's just it's just smart if he's not 100, percent then don't play him. Give him that extra week to to really heal because you're going to need him versus Michigan. I, I understand that that. Heinrich might be playing well, but you're going to need an athletic quarterback versus Michigan. Michigan, they are ranked number two in the country. They are a very talented team. So you're going to need, you're going to need everything that you have in your, in your, in your, in your wheelhouse to, to have an opportunity to beat them. So having Jeff sit out one more, one more week is not it's actually going to hurt. It's actually going to help Nebraska. Well, I think it's going to help Jeff, too. You know, you need time to, to really heal. And uh, like you said, you see him limping. We know he's not quite there, but the attitude is right. He wants to be in there. If he could be in there, he, he really would go. So we want that kind of attitude. And if he has that kind of attitude, the rest of the team should have that because these guys are going to be coming. You know, they're going to be blitzing. They, they got some good athletes in there, and they, they want to knock us off. They've seen a couple other people knock us off. We have to get busy. we got to get busy. we got to stay focused or else we definitely can't afford for no accidents to happen. 
Now, this weekend kind of presents a, a good spot for the Huskers, not only just to get to 500, but with the weather conditions being a little bit messy. It plays to the Huskers' advantage, a team that likes to win on the ground, really run through the trenches and, and you know, win the trenches on both sides of the football. Meanwhile, Louisiana Tech likes to throw it. So how do you think these weather conditions this weekend will play to the Husker, the, to the Huskers' advantage? Tell me. Yeah, I, I, I think I – think- I don't look at conditions because, you know, even though it's going to be raining, I'm pretty sure that Louisiana Tech is going to have wet ball drills and throw heavy balls in practice. You know, it does rain a lot in, in Louisiana, so I'm pretty sure they they probably practice winning with a lot of rain. So yeah, that's I, just fair. Think that, I just think the team that goes out with conditions and execute that offense is a team that's going to be successful. I know Nebraska's hurting right now in the run game because they lost two running backs last week. You know, so you so now you're depending on on Grant and, and I think it's Emmett Johnson, I believe the the, the the backup now. We don't know we know what um, Grant can do. We just don't know what the other guy can do. Mm-hmm. And so I just think that the team that goes out and execute their 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 um, offense and their defense the best in the conditions the ones gonna come up to on top. Well, I think with Astro too, AstroTurf is there. You really you, you, it's great. I mean, that's one of the better inventions that I had, other than when it's hot. And you slide on it, and you get strawberries <laughs> all over your arms. Uh, other than that, it, it, it's not really going to make a difference as far as the rain is concerned. Guys have their gloves on; they'll be focused; they'll be ready. We just can't afford an upset. Mm-hmm. We really have to stay focused. And I'm glad Jeff Jeff wants to, to play because it motivates the rest of the guys to want to play too. Whatever is necessary to win this game and move forward is what we got to be in the mindset to do. And it's all about now to me that you have to execute now. You got you got to, I, I want to beat them down now. Everything is now. I, I don't want to wait for anything to happen. I want everybody to put their best efforts in now and show what we are capable of doing and just prove ourselves. Well, when you talk about that win now mentality, I, I want to go back to Jeff Sims now. How much do you think it would benefit him, though, to play in this game then to just get the confidence of, of getting that taste of winning? Because if you don't bring him back for this game and you wait for Michigan and say Michigan doesn't go according to plan, and now Jeff Sims is a part of three losses, how much does that hurt the athlete? Well, I don't think we can really take a chance on him getting hurt worse right now. You know, we can't. It's not about ego. It's about what really makes the most sense. And the most sense is that we, we need to wait until he gets healthy because we're going to need him more down the road than we need him right now. Now is not an urgent time. Next, coming into the next week, it's pretty urgent. And, 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 it, go, and it goes back to Jeff was part of the win because if you listen to Heinrich, he basically said that Jeff was the one on the sideline motivating him, keeping his head in, into the game. So he was already he was part of that win because he was on the field physically doing it. He, he was in the game mentally which is what you want to see from your starter who's out, sitting there helping a the younger guy be successful. And so, so he was part of that win more than, more than people think he was. Now, when we go back to Anthony Grant now, because I'm just kind of – every time you guys say something, it's the, the spool in my head just starts rolling down the staircase. Okay. You know, Anthony Grant was the guy last year. Right. right. He was the guy that you relied on this, that this offense relied on to run the football. Now you're in a position this year where it's, okay, now it's Anthony Grant and the rest of them. Would you rather be in this spot or would you rather, you know, things go, say, maybe just Gabe Irvin and the rest of them or Ramir Johnson and the rest of them? Do you feel better that it's Anthony, Anthony Grant and the rest of them because of what we saw last year? Well, I do. What about you, Tommy? I, well, yeah, I, I feel better because he's, he's a proven. He, 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 we know what he's capable of doing and it, it's his show, too. You know, you so know I, I feel better. You know, I think with Anthony, I think most of his problems happen off the field and off season. You know, it's the way where he wasn't doing things 
academically and off the field that Coach Rule thought was going to be successful for his team. And so he had, he had to earn the trust of his coaching staff, and that's why he didn't really compete in spring ball, and he was very limited in fall ball. And then he goes in the first game when he gave him a chance, he fumbles the ball, so he broke that trust. But now he has the opportunity to show this staff that, hey, I was a workhorse last year. I'm the guy this year. And so just keep feeding me the ball, and good things are going to happen. So I think it's I think it's a great opportunity for him now to show the coaches that they were wrong on not playing him a lot more in the first three games. And a good time to show the team. The team needs to know he's still the man, and he's still in the game too. Now, you know, we could also take the devil's advocate approach and say it isn't just Anthony Grant and the rest of them because of – you know how much Nebraska wants to utilize the fullback position. You still have Lieben Tritt. You still have Bonner. You also could throw a tight end back there as well. Do you guys envision different looks moving forward? I don't. I think. I think. What, I think Coach Satterfield has this, has a sense that he wants to run. He wants to be multiple. You're gonna see a lot more heavy run quarterback now that you that you're missing your two of your top three running backs now for the season. So the quarterback's going to have to become a, a, a vital part of the running game even more now than it was the first couple games. So you might so you might see a lot more quarterback runs now than you, than you want to. Well, it's integral. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have to move the ball. And so the, the quarterback has more opportunities to run or throw you know, the ball. So I think we're going to see more running into it and keep the ball in the ground and show execution. we got to be able to show that we can execute, that we can make things happen. We can't wish for things. We have to make some things happen. And when you get to the point where you can do what you want to do with teams, then the rest of the team gets more confident too. Execution leads into ball security, and which points. has been the biggest <laughs> knock for this team, not only just for Anthony Grant, but for Jeff Sims, too, just holding on to the football. I'm going to go back to the weather here, and I, I got this is kind of maybe a dumb question because I don't know the answer to it. Do you change your technique at all when you are holding on to the football in a game like this if it is messy, wet conditions? Well, you, you, you have to, you know, because you, you, you don't know how the ball, how slippery the ball is going to be, how much rain is going to be. So you can't you can't go in there and run the same way if, you, if the ball was dry. So you, so you got to be more conscious of making sure that you take the football. Well, I think what's going to help that is how well the offensive line play. You know, if the offensive line is making holes where they're not getting hit when they catch the ball, have to break too many tackles, then your chance to fumble the ball is a lot less. But if you if you got a guy who's having to duck, duck and dodge, in a wet situation and have to focus on the football, that's where you have more chance for more, more mistakes. Well, it's what's up front that counts. If the, if the guys up front are able to get their job done, it's going to make it easier for the guys in the back. But if you have to really be – you have to be conscious that it is wet and you have to take extra steps, but it can't be the first thing on your mind. You have to think without thinking. You know, you know what you, that it's going to be a little bit more uh, – dangerous because because of the weather but you can't can't really be a factor because it's not a not a storm <laughs> out there going on it's just it's just wet weather which sometimes really can mess you up though because you don't think about what's really going to happen and you do it's easier to get the ball knocked out from you uh when you got wet weather so it's more things to think about but like i said i i just I, I don't remember thinking about those type of things too hard. Mm. Now, it's it's obvious that Nebraska is a special place to play. Like, you guys experienced that. Coach Rule, Tony White, Marcus Satterfield, you know, the rest of this new staff, new players, all got to experience that last weekend. And they talked about that, that, that first experience on game day, what that will how, – how that will forever be ingrained in their memory. 
that they got to be a part of that, just how unbelievable the feeling was. Can you both take me back to the first time that you guys played a game at Memorial Stadium and how special that was? When I first came to the University of Nebraska and the scene, you know, 70, 80, 70,000 people that were in the stands were wearing red, it was a fantastic experience because, you know, coming from high school, you'd never seen anything like that before. It's very motivational, but it's still something that you don't really notice when you really get into what you're doing. You don't hear the crowd. You don't ever, I'd never heard the crowd uh, standing up, cheering or whatever. I'm still too, too, almost into the thought of what I really need to be doing. And, and it's, it's just, it's, you think without thinking, you do without doing, you, your reflexes set in over there. But, mm. but you are motivated because you see the expectations of the people here, they want, they came to see you perform. They, and they want to win, you know, and you got to support. And so you want to do everything necessary to, to make your team win and be the best you can. And when you got a lot of people who showed up, shows up for that, you really want to show out. Well, you had no problem doing that. Well, I had a problem, but <laughs> it worked out. <laughs> but I had a team. I had a team. And like I said, I had good linemen. I had good, good uh, support team. Our defense was always in, in, in place. They gave us good field position. They were, we were motivated because of position, and they were motivated because we utilized it well. Once we got in good position, we were always capable of scoring. Mm -hmm. And you were a huge part of a winning culture as well, too. And it became a winning culture when you there when you were there. Well, we kind of started mm -hmm. that culture, you know, and that's what we came there to do, and that's what we were able to do. We were committed to to, to winning. Uh, we knew if we brought the right people together, like they're doing now, that we could win, and that's what we did. So it's funny that you say like you you had to like you know turn off the crowd noise when you first stepped foot there. You didn't let those emotions kind of overwhelm you. Uh, it, it's like the scene, I think it's in the movie for the love of the game or something like that, where you clear the mechanism. Um, it, like how important is clearing the mechanism when you're out there, especially say for this team that has all of those, um, let's call them poor statistics, haunting them, following them, trying to get the monkey off the back, whatever you want to use, whatever term you want to use to call like the blown leads or the, you know, the second half losses, whatever. How important is it to clear the mechanism and how hard is that to do when you're not a part of a winning culture yet? Well, I don't really understand the culture is individual responsibility you're committed to you or what you're supposed to do and your teammates committed to what they're supposed to do so everybody follow their commitments and focus focus is f-o-c-u-s you follow one course until you succeed you got to keep your eye on your goals and our goal is execution to be able to be responsible to do your part right now and put your contribution in for winning are all those people that you worried about are going see you <laughs> they're gonna be talking about you tomorrow and they're not gonna be talking the right way mm -hmm. so I, I really like i said people who are out there thinking about the crowd and they're not thinking about what they're supposed to be doing you don't have that luxury of thinking about and enjoying the crowd in that way until the game's over then let's party t Frage, i don't know if you heard that question but I'll, i'm going to take one step back and ask you the question that i i, I really want to hear your answer on can you take me back to the first experience that you had at Memorial Stadium, not like, you know, your visit or whatever, but your first time playing that first right. for you at Memorial Stadium. Yeah, it was, it was exciting. But once the game started, the crowd from, from, from me as a quarterback, you had to block that out because you had one job. You had to focus on the, on the guys around the field. It's good to have the crowd there. But 
we, I didn't focus on the, the people on the stand because I wasn't playing against the people on the stand. I was playing against 12, other, 11 other guys across from me. So I had to make sure that I do my job to make sure I'm successful against those guys. When we did so well, yes, it was great to hear the crowd cheer. But quite frankly, I could have played any team without the crowd there because my job and our job was to focus on the guys that were on the field, not what was in the stands. And then how about what it all led to then? You didn't focus on the crowd. You focused on your team. You focused on results. You got results. Was that the most important outcome? Was that the best feeling? When is, when is, that, when is, is the best feeling? When you win, that's the best feeling. I don't care whether it's on the road or at home. When is the best feeling? Because when you lose at home, oh, you're going you're gonna to hear about a lot more than when you, do, when you lose on the road. Well, like I said, winning isn't everything. All right? But in Nebraska, we rate it right up there with oxygen. <laughs> it's pretty darn important. So they don't care about the noise. They don't care about the atmosphere. They care about winning. And that's it. And we got to get back to what they care about. And that's why you have such a crowd, because we don't have a lot of things going on in Nebraska, but we have a winning football tradition. And we got to get back to that tradition by any means necessary. How quick, though? How quick does that have now, to be in your mind? So it now, has to be now. It now, can't be long term. It can't have any longevity. The guys are going to be gone. Yeah. You know, you're gonna, you could, the guys here have to be responsible for what they're doing now. So they have to win now. We can't wait three or four years when the guy, people are gone and the, these guys here put three or four years in and we didn't win. We have to win now. Dion has shown that in college football, you can put together a team to win now. And so we have to follow that example and let our players know in your experience, if you want to go to the pros, you want to go far farther, you want to get an IL, NIL contracts and deal, you got to win now. Mm-hmm. And why can't you win now? And, 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 this, and this is where me and Johnny differ on, on, on this question right here. You know, Dion is kind of an outlier because it, 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 a lot of people can do what Dion's doing and it might be immediate success, but it's not sustained. A lot of people and, don't also have a Heisman quarterback right now. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 so, and so, but I think what's happening now that, yes, do we want to win now? Of course we want to win. I think you, I think you want to win anytime you want to win now. But you have to go back and look, and we said this before, you got to go back and look at the history the last 20 years, uh, right. what kind of foundation has Nebraska had over the last 20 years? You, you have so many different head coaches, so many different ADs, to where you really can sustain that foundation. Now that Trevor's there, and I think Trevor's there for a long haul, I think he's committed to doing the, a, a sturdy foundation, doing the right foundation. I think he believes in Coach Rue could do that. And so, of course, we want to win now. But winning now also means we got we to gotta have a, a firm and steady, a, a stable foundation. Because I don't think what Colorado's doing right now and Dion's doing right now is, is doing a stable foundation. Yes, it's, it's eye-opening. People are enjoying it because he's doing it now. But what kind of foundation is he really setting? And I don't think, you don't think he's setting a foundation that can last for a long time. And I think, I think right now, Coach Rule and, and Trev, that's what they're looking for. Now, do we want to win now? Of course. Everyone, you want to win every game. But you still got to have a foundation to do that. Oh, uh, what do you people think? You think we want to win now? <laughs> now? Well, you asked the fans who have been just <laughs> feeding for W's for years. You can't do that. That's an unfair advantage. <laughs> I'm just trying to say. Of course, of course fans want to win now, but you got those same fans. You got those same fans. If, if, if they believe Coach Rule is the right guy, do you want him to set a, mm-hmm. uh, set a great foundation and win four, five, six, seven, eight, nine years from now, then one, two, three years and not have a foundation? Let me you ask you. Build, you can't build a house without a, without a, a, a sturdy foundation. You can try to, 
I mean, we realize we can. <laughs> we want to do things we can. If we can win a few games on the way here, that's where we. That's where we going. The rock and, and, and Russell wins some games on the way by doing it the right way and doing building a good foundation. I know, but twenty years we've had a saying that same thing. It hasn't happened. Let's just start. And I just explained to you why. I just explained to you why. When you have, when you have as much change at leadership. I don't care what company you run, what kind of business you do, you're not going you're not going to have a good foundation, you're not going to be successful. Well, when they brought that leadership in, they didn't realize that they weren't going to win now. They thought and they who were of that. Who fault is that? Was that Trev or is it people for him? There's a reason why Trev and Matt Rule are here. Right. They've been saying it for 20 years. There, we have many that's been here. But once again, there's a reason why they're here, though. If that's not something they did, they're stay here to stay here. You got to win now. Uh, the ones before now didn't win, so we they passed them. Yeah, but you get the last. Okay, you're right. But you gave the last guy five years and he didn't win, and so so now you're saying that guys supposed to come in one year and win right away, but you gave the last guy five years. Come on, you got to get. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Fans have to be realistic. They have to be realistic. <laughs> Rule got eight years. Rule got eight years. So they think yeah, it take yeah, a little yeah, but this, this is year one. Right. Well, he didn't get. He got an eight-year contract. That mm-hmm. does not necessarily mean you get eight years. Sure. But yeah. this is your this is year one. All right. Dion, year one. But once again, he's an outlier. But is he building something he can sustain? No, I don't we'll think see. he is. Well, we'll see. Time will tell. You you and I both don't know. Uh, but we, no one knows. No one knows, and no one knows if we are either. But if we get a win, we know we got the win. And we, we got one. Now it's time for us to build on this one win. Now it's time to win the next one. You got to play each game one game at a time. You can't look to the one Each game is important. Well, we each, each game is important, and we, we have to play one at a time, but we have to plan, too. Like I said, I'm not going to play my injured quarterback right before I come into the Michigan game. So I got to think ahead. I got to be planning for the long, the long term, but I got to figure out how I'm going to win on the way, along the way. The fans are not going to continue to accept not winning for whatever the reason might be. And we have to put together some winning teams like we're playing now. We got to show that we can win the we can dominate the ones we're supposed to and win the ones we're not supposed to. Like a Michigan, they're number two. Let's knock them off. Now, I don't want to just say, well, we're, we're going to wait till next year to knock Michigan off next year. Belief in the locker room either. That's not what I'm no. saying. That's not, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what that's not what I'm saying. Of course, I of course we're both compared. We won't win every game. Every game, but, but 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 year one with a guy coming into a, to a program that was a, was a, was a train wreck. I remember, we, I remember we, doing we it. We one. can't judge. We can't judge him off off three wins or four games or five games. And I don't that's, think that's we're talking about judging him. You're not being fair to him. You're not being fair to the trip. You're not being fair to the rest of these players. Let's see what happens this year and see how much they improve. I feel they improve big time, both offensively and defensively. Now let's see how much they continue to improve. If they continue to improve, they're gonna win a lot of football games this year. So you talk about the foundation, right? There I'm was talking no, about the foundation. Right, 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 right. But I, th- that's where like this kind of all began, right? We talk about the foundation before Nebraska won in the '70s. What was the foundation like? Was it very good? Well, no. Devaney hadn't won since Jesus was a mm-hmm. kid, right? And then, and then <laughs> I mean, and then let's and get, he, he brought in players like me and Willie Harper, mm-hmm. Richard Glover, and he said we got to win now. Mm-hmm. And then let's skip ahead to before the '90s. T. Frage, how often did they win? They won a lot, but they they won't win the championships. Correct. Right. So you're building that foundation up. Now you're back to where you started in what the seventies. Right. Right. And you kind of did the whole circle. You're around the globe. Right. Now you have to get back. How do they get back though? Other than just win now. 
How do you think they get back building this foundation? Great culture, great foundation. Well, well, that's what that's what they brought them in to do. But you, if you implement that, then you win. And that's what they're trying to do. You, 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 you can't judge them off three games. I'm not I, I, about the judge part. I have this conversation all the time, and here's what I always tell people: If Nebraska was three and oh right now, would the, would the conversation be different? Would the narrative be different? Yes, yeah. it was. Yeah. Okay, they're not. But it's hard. But they played the first two games on the road, and they weren't cupcakes. Either one's a Big Ten game, and the other one's Colorado with Deion Sanders. Now, if, they, if they've been three and zero, our conversation at this time would be totally different. But we, but, but we saw where they were, where they were weak at, and and now we say, wait, this team is good, but we we gotta figure out a way for them to stop beating themselves. And that that's where the coaches gotta come in and, and, and build a foundation and say, hey, we can't continue to beat ourselves because these coaches know that they have good players, but you gotta get the players to believe because all these years they they they've lost a lot of close games because they didn't believe. And so, so if the brass was three and zero right now, this conversation would be totally different. Well, those I'm, I'm actually happy that they're one and two right now because it's it's not it's not false hope. It's saying, hey, we're not as good as we thought we were. So we got we got to make sure that we do everything perfect in order for us to be successful. I actually think they're right on track. Well, the players that we have right now, they don't know anything about uh, the past, and I do think we have a very good football team, and theoretically, other than the mistakes, we would be winning. We would have won those two games had not been Mm -hmm. for the fumble. At least one. Yeah. At least one. We were in a position to win. So, But if we keep that culture going where we're thinking that we got to do it now, I think we're just more apt to get it done Mm -hmm. now. I don't want them thinking that we're going to build a culture way down the road when they're not going to be here for two or three years. And then they're going to be gone. Somebody else is going to be coming up. And- uh, I don't agree with that. I think you can build a culture and still be the win now. Because if, if Matt Rule's going to be here for as it's long as eight years, now. if, if, if Matt Rule's going to be here for years, he got to build his foundation. And he's building up other people's work. And so sometimes you got to tear it down to rebuild it. What did he undo? He just, he just, he just one of those guys that he, he's, he felt, he fell into something where, hey, it worked for him. Now, will he be able to sustain that for four or five years while he's doing it? No, because, because no, he, we don't he, know that. Guy. You don't know that. You can't say no. You don't know. In well, my opinion, he won't be able to sustain this. With the way college football is going, the way NIL, he won't be able to sustain it like this because his foundation is not there. Well, I, I think that Dion has a way of making people believe that they can do it, and they, and they, and they're doing it. And I think he could bring more players in just like that, and we can too. We could bring them with that same mental attitude now. And how important it is because of the NIL, you get a lot, of, and, and because of, of the portal, you get a lot more opportunities to bring people in, send them on out. You can do more things like the NFL. You can trade and get people and get people in the right mm-hmm. place for three years, and you can win in two or three years. Well, it, 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 if you base it, if you base everything off the NIL and transfer portal, then the Browns are not going to start a foundation. I guarantee they won't have a sturdy foundation. You got to start. You got to build a foundation. And if you don't build that foundation, then you can bring in many guys. You want NIL, not you're going to have another coach in four or five years because he's not been not winning it the right way in the way the Browns want to win. Period. Well, we showed how you can do that every three or four or five years. If <laughs> that's because we've been getting coaches for the last twenty years. So why not? Then why not let this guy build his foundations and stop? I'm not, not letting him. We're letting him do. We're not controlling anything he's doing. He he's the one that's doing it. So let it. So my point is that. So give him time. We we're talking more. Like he hasn't been here twelve months yet. He's only been here six seven months. He's only played three games. Right. So give him time. 
I'm still, trust me, I'm still skeptical, still late. I'm still waiting to see. But from the first three games, from what I've seen from this team, this team is in a better position than they were in the last five years, in the last six years, last 12 years, last 20 years. Well, I would like to agree to that. I'm not, I'm not saying we're not in a good position. I'm saying we have a good football team. I'm saying we could theoretically, we should have won the first two games, or at least one of the other games that we had. We're doing that, but I want the attitude to be now. I don't want to give them the leniency of thinking that we got time. We want to do it now. What did we say last week, Johnny? One win changes the whole attitude of a team. Okay, well, we got it. We got it. Now, let's, oh, see, how no. respond, now let's see how this team responds this week. All right. Well, All right. well, and the guys, are like, let's remember, too, that this team wasn't projected to win more than, what, seven games this year? Not even that. Five games. Five games? Okay. Well, they told them five or six. Yeah, yeah five or six games. Yeah. So you win this game, you're back to 500. You're back to where you started. You got to win some swing games in order to get that five, six game mark, right? Well, see, I, I'm very satisfied. If we get to the point where we win a bowl game this year, I'm happy. I'm not trying to win what about, all the games. What about get to the bowl game, but you don't win? Well, we I'm happy with that because it's win. <laughs> no, no, but, no, but I'm happy with getting to a bowl game. Why? Because, because there's extra practices for this staff to get with their young guys and guys on the team. That's what we hadn't had. And a meaningful game, like a and really meaningful game. game. They need this team needs practice time. The more they can be on that field practicing, the better they're going to get. And Nebraska didn't have it in the last five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years. How many years? Well, I remember we had such a uh, winning mindset that when we, it was the most disappointing thing in the world after two years of winning consistently that we lost. It was just unheard of for us to lose. And we didn't start off with that winning deal. You know, like mm -hmm. like I said, before 69, when we won the, um, the conference championship uh, with, with Devaney, he hadn't had a winning season for I don't know how long. It was, it was very dismal. But once we, like you said, that one day, once we started putting those wins together. Once we started hitting it, you know, in, in, in the 70s, couldn't quit it. And we, we didn't, it was losing wasn't even really an option. It was a shock when we lost. I think we lost two games in three years. No. But guess what, Johnny? Oh. He had, but guess what, Johnny? The by, by guarantee, Bob Devaney had set his foundation the years that he wasn't winning. That's when he said, oh, now I need to go get Rich Glover. I need to go get Johnny Robbins. I need to go um, get the players that he got. And that's when you guys really started winning. But the foundation was already set before you got there. He just well, needed to go get better, more athletes to, 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 to carry on that foundation. When guys are in transition all the time, as they are in college football, it seems to me that it's very difficult to, to certify a very solid foundation like you might do in a pro game where you can build on Today it can for be. years. In, yeah. in today's world, it can be. That, that's for darn sure. Let's get back to uh, Louisiana Tech. A couple more here. We'll play a little, like, short little fun game. We can get to some listener uh, or guest live guest questions as well. We have Rick Upchurch waiting in the wing. I want to give him some time, too, as well. <laughs> you know, literally waiting in the wing because JR just called him out. Uh, when we go back to the Bulldogs and, and, and their ability to maybe – keep the offense moving in a game like this. I've seen some sites already labeled Nebraska still up to this point, which shocks me as a questionable defense. Do you think that's a fair assessment of this group? That's top 30 in the country in total defense right now. Tommy? I, don't, I don't, I don't think it's fair. I think they, I think this defense is the reason why Nebraska is looking as well as they are because of what the defense is doing. 
I think the offense is the reason why the people are are, judged, are saying, hey, this team is not that good because of what the offense is doing. But I'll, I'll take the Nebraska defense and put them on the field with anyone right now and think they can hold their own. I was shocked that I, questionable came in front of that sentence. I think they've done great. I, I think the defense have done great. They stood in there, and uh, they're the, the life the life of, of, of the team right now that you have such a stable defense. That's the foundation that we're building on. Uh, that's going to help us really get back in there because we're not getting blasted because we've got a great defense. And a key for this defense will be controlling that pass game, like I already mentioned. Hank Bachmeyer in four games has thrown nearly 200 yards a game. Smoke Harris averaging close to 80 receiving yards per game. But most importantly, this team likes to spread the football around. They can throw it everywhere and anywhere on the field. Do you think that will be in maybe an issue to control at least in the early parts of this game? I think I think if Nebraska come out with a game plan to where they get where they get pressure on them early and, and hit the quarterback early and often, I think no matter what kind of pass game, it's going to slow it down. Well, I think our defensive line to keep that pressure on the quarterback. They can't do what you want to do if you keep the pressure. It's always what's up front that counts. And our our, our defense have shown that they really they keep that rushing the pressure on, so they're not going to be able to do all the things that they want to do effectively as they that they have been doing it. So uh, I think defense is really the key. They're really getting us back on their on track, and they're they're pretty stable at this point. So I, I think they're going to beat them down. All right, gentlemen, let's play a quick game of take it or shake it before we get to some audience questions. I'll give you a prompt. It's for this weekend. You let me know either you take it or you shake it. Give me the reason why as well. Mm. If Jeff Sims plays, okay, this is a question. If he plays, he will throw more touchdown passes than he will interceptions. Oh, I'll take it. Take it means you agree? Mm. Yep, you agree. I agree he will throw more touchdowns than interceptions. I agree. What about Nebraska will have at least two interceptions defensively? Believe it. I believe that, too. I like to believe that. With the, with the defensive line putting the pressure on the quarterback, that's quite likely that's a good bet. How about Anthony Grant will rush for over 100 yards? Believe it. Believe it. You're believing it. And, T-Phrase, did you say leave it or believe? Leave it. I leave it because they haven't had a running back rush for 100 yards all, all season. Well, I'm, I'm thinking that he, that he wants to come back and make make a statement you know, for, for his team in the crowd and that we have to get the offense moving to be able to get wins. So I believe it. I believe it's something they need to be thinking about doing. they got to do it. How about the team leader in receiving will be a Nebraska tight end? I'll take it. I'll leave it. <laughs> Why do you take it, T. Frazier? Because it, um, I think Nebraska, I think Nebraska's offense works well when they get the tight ends involved into this game, and it showed last week who the touchdown pass to a tight end. You get a tight end involved in your game, it opens everything else up. Well, I think that you know tight ends are easier to hit than the, than the wide receivers, the shorter passes to keep ball control. Uh, then we need to go to our tight end more. Two more. Nebraska will sack the quarterback three or more times. I'll Thank take you. It. And lastly, Nebraska will score 30 or more points in this game. I don't take it. <laughs> um, I'm on the borderline. They might, but they might not. So I'm going to leave it. Okay. So, so there we go. We're thinking the under then in this game. If you guys were betting men, we're taking the under. Um, let's get to some audience questions here, Cam. Anybody out there have a question? We have one. All right. Ask away. 
So Tommy's talking a lot about the foundation of Nebraska football right now. The landscape of college football has changed so much. Why does our foundation matter to recruits when they can go make money and win somewhere else? What's so different about rules foundation now that, you know, say Dion's not building it, but they're going to still win. They're still going to make money. You're still going to go to the pros. You're going to get that publicity versus a losing Nebraska program. But that foundation, though. You're a smart guy. So <laughs> what's so different about foundation now in college football? That's an well, excellent question. Well, well I, I think that you hit all the, the main points on why they're doing it now. You know, why it's important to do it now. You, with the portal, you can do it now. With the NIL, you're motivated to do it now. The guys that you're working with are only here now. They're not here mm -hmm. to build a strong foundation. You can treat a, a tradition, but you can't build a foundation with guys who are transitioning. Mm -hmm. How are you going to build a foundation when everybody's coming and going? You know, you got to get it hidden and quit it. You got two or three years to work together. If you know offenses and defenses, you can figure it out. Sure. Sure. You, you, that's how you build a foundation. It's now with guys who actually know what they're doing. You know, my my only my only argument to that would be that it's not always guaranteed Nothing's that you're getting guaranteed. to the league or you're making money or you're getting this big NIL deal. So sometimes you have to be a part of a good foundation, a good team where you have some longevity in a program well, to where you could become something. My success was part because I was part of a winning tradition. Sure. So I got noticed more because our team won. Mm -hmm. If you can, and there's truth to that. Yeah. If you're not winning, you're not going to get nearly as much exposure. But if your team is winning and you're part of that winning, then you're going to get a lot more action than you would had you not got that exposure on winning. People ain't coming to see teams that are losing all the time. If the pros aren't really coming to the game just to see a, a co field, they want to see the game too. They want to see how you're performing too. And, and then how do you interact with other people, you know, winning? We don't want to see how you can take a loss. You know, how, how do you win and keep on winning and take that mindset into the pros and take it to the next level? So is this more of a question for recruiting rather than right now? Because when you think about recruiting, you, you're, everybody's been talking about if you get the big guy, you get that number one guy that will bring in that that national audience that will bring in those nil dollars does it now, come back to recruiting now now yeah it does now how do you recruit now how do you because with the, so with the had, portal based on everybody we've seen commit to nebraska already or you know soon to commit have they gotten anybody that could warrant that type of response i don't know of anybody that got in here right now uh yet uh we have some good guys that we're looking at that came through but uh, it's not as urgent as it used to be for the recruiting um, just during a few months. You bringing them through the portal, you can bring them, they're coming and going all mm -hmm. the time. But Dion is still at an advantage over anybody because he was winning and he was a winner when he played and he was a winner when he was a coach. So when he went to Colorado, he had winning following him. The disadvantage right. that Coach Rule had was that he was losing in the NFL, but the advantage that he had was that he won in college. Well, he, he has a winning tradition to some degree, too, here now in the past. Dion's tradition is now. Dion is you working the system the way it could be worked now. With what if Dion finishes with three wins this year? Like, what if all of a sudden it's well, just three wins yeah, and then we'll, he just goes on a losing streak? Are we just going to go go all out on, on Dion and say that he's not a winner? If he won't be a winner, period. If that happens like that, that's reality. You mm -hmm. you have not won. You're just a one up and, and out. But if he continues on winning and with the type of teams that he had, 
and you can see already there's guys getting up for the Heisman. You see people mm-hmm. that are coming for our best players. You got all Americans already on the table right now. They're motivated mm-hmm. to keep doing what they're doing. We're coming from behind trying to get ahead on things. That's that what happens when you have a really darn good quarterback. Right. That's what happens when well, you have a really that, good quarterback. And, and a fairly good line. And I, and I think <laughs> he knows that quarterback pretty well. He taught him. <laughs> and it's the attitude. It's your mental You are what you think about most of the time. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking? They're thinking about winning. We're thinking about building the program. I want to build a program on winning, but I want to do it now. Now, I don't think that's asking too much. Do you think Nebraska has the players to do it right now? Yes. You I, think these guys that they have in the room right now are guys that you could put neck and neck with the Michigans of the world, the Ohio States of the world, the Colorados of the world. You think that they are win now guys right, right now. now, right now. I do. What makes you say that? Well, I went down and I visited the team. And then after looking at the games, the only thing that went wrong is our quarterback fumbled on, when we were about to score each time. If had we could been, been able to continue to drive and got some points, we got threes, not not all these touchdowns, just just the threes. We'd have been a lot better off and closer to winning the game. And they were in position to win. They were in position to win when we had a mistake. We had a turnover. You can't beat yourself and try to beat the other team too. We'll get to Rick up church. Let's reorganize here. Let's bring up Rick right now. Come on, Rick. Back of the run, Andrew Rogers, Johnny Rogers, the more important Rogers up here at the desk, and Rick Upchurch. A, is this the first guest that you guys have had on the podcast so far, Johnny? It's our first guest, yeah. yeah. Well, and we got that. One you're, you're in the first timers club. Well, you know, you what should else? have like a T-shirt or a plaque or something. Rick has been first in a lot of things. Uh, I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> he believes in now. He's yeah. the first. Yeah, oh, we're back on win now. <laughs> That's right. That's there you right. go. I'm with you, Johnny. You know, we talked about this. That's right. You know, winning is everything. It takes away the stink of everything. It really does. When things aren't looking good, and you know the teams are against you, and your fans are against you, and the fans in the stands are they're booing and that whole deal. When you start winning, the stink goes away. That's just it. That's what happens. Because the fans now say, now we have hope. Remember, everybody wants hope, right? Mm-hmm. And what do you do? When you want momentum, what do you do? Momentum means wins. The more wins you get, the more men, more men, momentum you get. <laughs> but are and you so, like a maestro over here, Johnny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you're like singing coaching my up people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, so, and so if you get a win in, that means that now you got the building blocks of understanding the culture of winning. Right. A lot of kids just don't know how to win at this level. They might have been, been winners at high school, but this is a different level. And so they have to understand the work that they have to put in. It has to be duplicatable. You know what I'm saying? It has to be just like what Johnny said. Back when they were winning back in the 70s, it was duplicatable. I mean, the next year they said, we got to duplicate what they did. Mm -hmm. We got to be better than what they did. And that's that building block. Well, and I remember clearly uh, coming up too. you know, we bring a lot of players in, a lot of people in and they're they're winners. They, They come in from winning traditions, but they have to learn how to win as a team. So you have to be accountable for the guy, you and the guy next to you, too, because we're part of a team now. And sometimes you get guys where they're just thinking about themselves and they're doing things for themselves without thinking about the whole thing that goes into it. Because you don't have to go all out when you're doing it together. That's right. You got you have a time that when you got to show up and other times the other guys got to show up. But it, it, as long as you're doing your job, we all put that together and it comes into timing. But And the, the goal is to win now. I don't think there's a 
Not one single guy on that team is worried about building a foundation for later. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you know, and you know what I, I used to do as a coach, Johnny. I coach, I coach, you know, coach high school and college. And I told the kids, I says, what we're going to do is we're going to develop some teamwork together, okay? <laughs> and the number one thing that we that we would do is we would play tug of war, right? You put together your team, I'll put together my team, and we'll see who wins. And we played that every day. Because what we wanted was the consistency as far as competition was mm -hmm. concerned and who could win that tug of war. And what did that tell them? That if we do it together as a what? As one unit, as one team, we can win. What if I told you, if you think back to either the spring or it was right when Coach Rule got here, he told the, the older guys in the room that were concerned about what you just said, that you said, Oh, I want to win right now. I don't want to be a part of a package. I don't want to be a part of something that's going to happen in two or three years. He said that to him. So it was instilled in Coach Rule to say that, but you don't, do you feel like he's not like living up to that expectation as a coach right now, or the team itself isn't holding themselves accountable and living up to that expectation? Well, if, if what Tommy is saying, is, is true, which I don't know because I wasn't in the room at, at that particular, particular time, is that we're going to build some, some things right now and we'll win later when you're gone. <laughs> we're not talking. I think guys want to know that we came here to, to support you and we all came here to mm -hmm. win now. Sure. And that's what they're think, telling them, though. Huh? That, that's what at least has been said to them. They said it wasn't going to be a slow burn. They said oh, well, that okay. last year was kind of that slow burn. And then when they beat Iowa to close out the year, then you come into this year and there should be no slow burn. So right. that, that's why I was asking, do okay, you think I, they, I, I they haven't lived up to their promises? Evidently not. They're changing, they're changing the rhetoric right now because they're talking about building. They're, they're talking different than that. What you're saying right now, we promise them after we beat Iowa, we, will we got that one game and we will continue that winning process and that thought pattern and everybody in there because – when you got a winning team, everybody gets kudos. Everybody gets valuable. You know, they, they get they get publicity, they get recognition. You know, they, they get money. They get they go to they get thinks about going to the pros. And if you're not with the portal, somebody's coming in. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. Well, the, yeah, everybody's right <laughs> when they say the landscape of college football has changed. Changed sure. because you can just grab somebody whenever. Right. You can just pluck them out of thin air, and they, and why, and they can why, be. Why do they do team. that? Because they want to win now. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's but right. sometimes it's not always the right person. Not always the right. Well, but you got to take. Team. You got to take a chance. That's right. You got to take a chance. Doing nothing is not what you do. That's you right. do something. That's right. And when people see you making a move, <laughs> that that means something. Even if it's a bad move, you're trying. And he's also you're sending a message to the rest of the kids, right? I'm making moves, man, so that we can get better now. So are you on the same page with me? If you're not on the same page with me and you're going to go out, if I'm going to punt, I want you to punt an extra 50 punts. If I'm a punt returner, I'm going to go out and catch an extra 50. If I'm a long snapper, I'm going to go over and do the extra things so that I know when I go into that game this week that I, I'm perfect. And if, until everybody jumps on that culture, that page, you just don't win because you're not playing as a unit. Remember, 
football is a team sport. Basketball mm-hmm. is a team sport. Baseball right. is a team sport. Now, that also sounds like a player problem, though. That doesn't sound like a coach problem. It's up to the player to make sure he does that. Right, absolutely. Like that. But the coach sets the t- he sets the tempo. Sure. When he comes in, he says, guys, here's the tempo that I'm going to move at. You got to be on the same page with me, and you got to do the extra things. I don't need to have to come to you and say, I need for you to run a couple extra laps. You know that you have to run an extra couple of laps. What about accountability, man, of the kids? Mm-hmm. We, we put too much on the coaches, but what about the kids and them taking accountability for each other in that locker room as a, as a captain, right? You have to have those guys in the locker room that's going to push those. And guys. I think that's the most important piece to this whole foundation topic is do the players – are they doing exactly what we're talking about? Are they holding themselves accountable and, and making sure they're getting those extra reps? Because if they aren't, maybe that comes from the top. But I don't think that's the case here. Well, if they're telling, if the coach is telling them this is what we expect, they might not think if this is what we expect. I remember with Coach Osborne, we spent more time on the field after practice than we did during practice. Right. We ran more stadium stairs because right. we thought we should because we wanted to be better than they told us to. That's right. it, they have to go out there. You can only work them so hard and for so long because of NCAA. They got to do the rest of that on their That's own. Right. Mm-hmm. And they got to want to. That's but, right. But you have to tell them, this is what we expect of you. And it has to be more than you think it was. That's right. We're not, you're not doing enough. I don't, if we're losing, you're not doing enough. Right. Somebody's going to have to do more. Right. And they're going to have to do it now. Well, and it's about cleaning up those mistakes. <laughs> It's, Absolutely. A, it's, a, it's about cleaning the, those mistakes no. up because when we talked about the difference between Jeff Sims and Shadir, just going back to the previous example, like Shadir doesn't make those mistakes that Jeff Sims is making. So that's why they're held on a different spectrum, right? That's why Jeff Sims is here and Shadir's way up here right now. Right. But if Jeff Sims has been perfect and was perfect in the early goings, you may see the scale start to get closer to even. I'm not saying it would, but you may see it start to teeter-totter back in Sims' direction. Well, Sims, Sims, in my estimation, in a situation where he fumbled towards in the game, because of his history, shouldn't have been in the game. He should have been in the game. We shouldn't have put him in that situation because he hasn't, he hasn't, came, he hasn't done well in those types of well, situations. Play calling could have been a little bit better, too, in that first oh, game. Oh, there we go. Like, he's running yeah. the football. And that, can go, that goes back to coaches and learning from – from that mistake. And, and also, when I, I watched, I'm a gopher. So oh, I watched, I watch, yes, I, I go for <laughs> this and I go for that. I'm a golden gopher. I, I know. <laughs> so I watched that first game between Nebraska and, and, and I'm sure and, you were really thrilled Minnesota. with that outcome. Well, I had gold and silver, I mean, gold and maroon all over me, man. <laughs> so, you know, but what, what, what I saw in that game, a great defense. Offense wasn't able to move the ball and then they turn it over in a close situation. That's them teaching moments. Mm-hmm. That's those learning moments. But then in Colorado, they came out and they put their foot on the pedal. They were pr- putting that pressure on them. They were physical, man, with them in that ordeal. And then all of a sudden, you have a the mistake. bottom falls mm-hmm. out. You know, a fumble ball here and a throw here and those type of things. And now an avalanche starts. You have to get rid of those mistakes in order to be a good football team. And it starts with your leader, which is the quarterback. The quarterback has to be the guy that sets the tone for the team. He does because he's the leader. But when he starts turning the ball over like that, it's an avalanche and everybody else starts thinking that way. It takes the win out of you. Yeah, it takes the win out of you. If they stop doing those things and minimize their mistakes, 
Nebraska's got a good football team. They do. Right. They're good. They're physical. And I think coach is going to do a good job with them. I really do. Maybe we could get some here somewhere with this question too. So take me back. And I don't want to make you relive the days when you played Nebraska back in the seventies, but I, I kind of want to just nothing good about it. I, mean, <laughs> I want you to help me really understand what it was like playing against those teams not just against Johnny right. because he, he had left before you had gotten there, but, you know, playing against those 70 teams. What was it really like coming in knowing that, oh, gosh, we have Nebraska? Well, the first thing we knew that they were physical. You know, I, I had the chance to come over. I had the opportunity. to. I was recruited out of junior college. I came here just as Johnny was leaving. And uh, I went into the, to the weight room. And, I, you know, coming from Indian Hills Community College, our weight room might have been, you know, and so when I get to Nebraska, I come in and I meet Coach Osborne. They take me around and I go into that that weight room. It was huge. I said, oh, my God, look at all the weights. Where do I start? You know what I'm saying? And then they took me through to the training table. And the training table was, I mean, you had steaks like this and big spuds like this and vegetables. I said, no wonder these guys are so big and strong. So they were starting that program uh, of the red shirt, right? Nebraska started redshirting, and I don't think everybody else caught on. So these guys were bigger and stronger than us because they had that fifth year that they could play. And so when we came out and played those physical teams, man, I'm telling you, they were hard to move off the ball. I mean, they were defensively, they were just just physical. Offensively, that offensive line moved people. The defensive backs were physical back there. They would beat you up. Nebraska was just physical, and they just take the win out of your team physically back then, for sure. Well, now everybody has a great weight room. Mm -hmm. Everybody has a great training table right now. Everybody had all the advantages that we started off with. Everybody caught well, up. And, and Nebraska <laughs> was one step ahead. Yeah, what we, you said right. there. In the 90s, they were one step ahead. Yes, right? they were. Yes, and they were. now, we're even. how do you get one step ahead? Like, that's really the ultimate the portal. question. The portal is the key right now, just like in the pros, right? Before, we could not – we had to stay with the team. We didn't have free agency, so we stayed with that team. But once free agency uh, came into existence, boy, people were moving around and building their teams and stacking their teams. And, and NIL. And NIL. And so <laughs> – And helps too. Yeah. And so if you can get these kids good NIL deals and also the portal, they're not happy where they're at, they're going to move. Bring those kids in and plug them in. See, I was a junior college kid. That's how they used me. They said, man, bring this kid in that's got two years of experience at junior college. Let's plug him in at running back, wide receiver, kick return, no, no matter what, because he has the experience. It's all about that playing time. That's right. It's all about getting that playing time that's to right. those reps. And they, they brought him in so they could play now. Right. They, they needed help now. That's right. See, they well, weren't trying to build a program. Yeah, they are trying to They wanted a guy down. to play now, but they also wanted the guy – to want to play now. That's right. right. And to do the position that maybe he didn't come into play. Right. Right. It could be like you brought me in a wide receiver, but you made me a punt returner. Right. Right. And well, how, how did that turn out for Mr. Upchurch? Oh, boy. Great. <laughs> <laughs> now. <laughs> he did it then. Right. And it's, it, he did it now. They still remember. I think the segment of today's show should just be now. now. <laughs> that's right, man. <laughs> I think that's it, right? And tomorrow might not come. Yes, so, okay. So you heard what we had to say. Um, you heard T. Frazier. You've heard. You know, Johnny, mm -hmm. who you would call your role model. So you Absolutely. don't have to side with him. Like, put, <laughs> no. up the, oh, no. put up the wall no. now. No. Right. From an outsider's perspective, mm -hmm. what do you think of Coach Rule so far at Nebraska? 
You know, we're in a culture now. Let me just give you. We're in a culture now of um, instant oatmeal, right? Or putting something into the microwave. microwave yeah. And you can get it right now with our phone, right? We want instant uh, answers. So we push that button. We get instant answers. Google. And then all of a sudden, our <laughs> mindset and our culture is about quickness right now. In football, sometimes... You have to you have to build. You do. You have to build. But in this atmosphere that we're in now, it's totally different than the atmosphere that we were in, because now, like I said, with the NIL and the portal, it gives them an opportunity to build now to win now. I think this is Coach. So it's a combination of the two. I think this is Coach Rule's first year, right? Correct. For me, look, kids got to understand who he is, what he is, and what he stands for. They have to reflect who they are. That's what Deion Sanders has done over there. These kids reflect who he is. They say, we're a winner. Coach projects winning. We feel like winning. There's no other thing but winning. No. And when all of those kids, man, grab that, just like some, some team of mules, and they all pull that thing together, Nebraska's going to win now, believe me. And I think Coach is going to do a great job. He's going to have to build his culture, and these kids are going to have to buy into his system and how he coaches. Mm -hmm. Right now, I think the kids are out there just playing on emotion, and they're playing on just their physicality right now. But once they build, grab a hold to the culture of what Coach is talking about and his system, I think they're going to be okay. I really do. I think I think Nebraska is going to be a tough football team to handle in that in the uh, big 10 johnny that sounds well, a lot like foundation then when well, now I, I i agree with everything that tommy says but i agree that it has to happen now the foundation has to be come up as we go mm-hmm. it can't be waiting two or three years we can't we can't go through a losing season in order to get to where we're going because nobody you know left that, foot, right foot yeah, yeah. because no wanna... one's gonna go want to come here right yeah. i don't care if you have the portal or not if you're not winning man they're gonna look at the portal and say man i'm not going to nebraska baby i'm not going to Minnesota. oh but they got a great foundation though yeah they, they, <laughs> yeah they got a good foundation and so when they bring them in they say we got a good foundation you're gonna be a part of the bricks you know what i'm saying <laughs> the foundation and, can be winning too it, it can, can be but we're talking about the people that are really getting the most success are the people who are successful the portal yeah, the portal. The people the, they Deion. want to come and play for Dion now. Mm-hmm. Yep, they're not coming yeah. so they can be. Well, yeah, around. maybe right now, but if they end up, you know, four and whatever, they well, may not want to play in, for Dion. Bring, they have the opportunity to bring in some pretty good people, and you get with sure. those kind of people more, more than likely you're going to have more success than you're going to have mm-hmm. failure because mm-hmm. they're bringing in people who have a winning tradition, winning mm-hmm. thought patterns, are used to winning. That, that have a, a you know, the, the culture where they come from is winning. They're trying to get out of some place where they're not winning now. That's mm-hmm. right. That's they're leaving that. Right. To come to some place where they can win now, where mm-hmm. they get recognition now. They got good NIL money, but they want pro money. And there's truth to that. Like there's a lot of truth to that. But I don't also think that that's seventy five percent of athletes right now. You right? don't. Mm-mm. No, I think you don't think they want the money now. Well, I'm sure they want the money. Like, there's no doubt. I'm sure they want to win. You don't get money if you don't win. But what I'm saying is, like, you know, you don't always just get the best guys out of the portal. Like, you just don't don't always. No, like some people are in the portal because they could make it work, and they're just like, I got to go find a new spot to play. I know one thing. There it is. I know (laughs) one thing. I'll get a good athlete out of there Mm -hmm. if I have to go. Sorry to interrupt. Mm -hmm. MJ Sherman 
won a couple of national titles in Georgia, mm-hmm. but he never played. Right. Like he played for special teams. He just wanted to play, so he comes to Nebraska. But why would you leave the winning if you could play? Like, you just won national titles. So, you know, there's, like, that balance that you have to figure out with well, that competitiveness of, like, wanting to play and you, also wanting to win and well, be a part of a winning culture. Right. Well, the, the guy, we want to play. We want to be part of the win. You know, you, you don't sure. want to go. I don't care how much you're winning. If you're not part of, you're not being to contribute, then you can go somewhere you can. And that's where they want to go somewhere where they can make a tradition, a contribution so they can win. That's right. Yeah. And a lot of times, you know, guys are leaving also, not just because of winning, is that they don't like the coach. The coach, they, they're abrasive. They don't like how they address them. Yeah, like the, they, the environment. The environment right, sure. and that who deal. And they're like, man, I don't want to be here. I'm going somewhere else, man. Oh, man, you know what? In Nebraska, Coach Rule, they got a great program over there. How about, you know, mm-hmm. checking that out? So you got a lot of reasons. To get the why best kids. out of the portal, you have to win. That's right. Like, and I, I think that's what you're saying, yeah. right? I think that's at least ultimately what you're saying. If we're not winning, but I we're not coming. What I want people to understand, though, is <laughs> you don't ones. always get the best out of the portal. And, like, the portal isn't always the best players. Well, but I'm going to get a good athlete. I'm going to, like I said, I'm not just going to take mm-hmm. anybody. I'm going to look and right. say, this athlete right there, man. Well, you got to hope they fit. Yeah, they absolutely. Have to fit. Well, they have to fit. Absolutely. That's what and if you're, he's an athlete, I can put him anywhere because all he wants to do is what? Win. Period. And play. Yeah. And make a contribution. They, they all want to make a contribution. And they, they're anxious to do it now. They're yeah, not, they. they don't want you to get them out of the port and get here and then they don't mm-hmm. play. Oh, no. Right. Would they be part well, yeah, of a good everybody, foundation? Everybody wants to win. Everybody wants to, to play. play. Now. Sure. There's no argument to that. But sometimes the, the school just it doesn't always happen that way. No. Right? No. And majority of the time, it's not that way. No. No, it's a building of a culture. Well, yeah. you, you have to have that mindset. You have to have the mindset that, hey, I'm coming here to change it. That's what I did when I went to Minnesota. I said, hey, well, I'm coming here to change it. Yeah, and if I can help change, man, how these guys play and how they practice and how we win, I'm here to do that. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. And you came and you played now. I did. Right then. Yeah. You know, when I came, we didn't have winning culture. And I wouldn't I would even phantom sitting on the bench at all. I never saw on the bench ever. Mm-hmm. Nowhere, ever. I mean, you have to make a contribution, and that's what you come to do, and that's what you do. And you come with a mindset of winning, and you just want to get around a bunch of other guys who think that way too. That's right. And let's get on here together. This is that's what we're going to do. That's right. We're going to get it done, and we believe in each other. That's right. Then we do. But you have to believe that everybody's going to be able to do what they're responsible to do and that the coach is playing the right people. That's right. And he holds them what? Accountable. Right. Holds them accountable. Now, okay, last one. Last question. Where do you see this going, Rick? Where do you see this going in year one? Do you think it is win now? And same to you, Johnny. Do you think they get to that win now that you want, want them to be by the end of this year? I think they can. I just think it's just a matter of what, what you tell them, that what their expectation. What do you expect? We expect you to produce now. Uh, if you're telling them now, I think they will do it now. If they tell them that you got some lead weight, well, why not take the lead weight? You know? uh, but I don't think that's what they want. I think the guys want to win now. I think they're trying to win now. And I think we had not been for our quarterback fumbling in, in the game, we would have won those games pretty much. So they're going in the right direction. 
They're building in the right direction. They have the right attitude, and they really feel like they probably should have won too. They're not all down that we don't have a good team and such and such is not the right player in there. I think they really think that they got a good team, and it's unfortunate they got some bad breaks, and they can't put it together. But you have to hold them accountable, and you got to tell people, we don't have time to wait on you. you got to make a contribution now. Mm-hmm. Well, my, my opinion is this. This week is going to tell the story. If they don't win against La, La, Louisiana Tech, I think it is. <laughs> if they don't beat them and put their will upon them and take their heart, then it's going to be a tough year for them getting into the conference, into the Big Ten Conference. Big Ten Conference is tough. So this week is going to be a do or die. Let's not have Georgia Southern round here. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's going to be a do or die. We, we played music in that. Yeah, yeah, that was what I'm saying. You got to get a win. Right. You got to, man, get get the offense moving and going and yeah. cut out the mistakes and then get that defense, once again, real physical and getting some takeaways. When you get those takeaways on defense in that old deal, it sets the whole team on fire because now that takes away their opportunity to score. That gives us another another chance. And I think it also comes down to you have to win, of course, this one because those non-cons you just can't you just can't let go. But find it a way to win in the Big Ten, and then once you win in the Big Ten, it will incrementally get better yes. against the teams. I don't think the win just comes against Michigan. You don't just beat Michigan. Now there are those rare moments that you do, but I think the wins start with beating Illinois. You beat Purdue, and then you realize, oh, if I can beat these two teams, maybe I can go beat Minnesota, and I can beat Iowa. No, I beat these two teams. Now maybe I can go up against Maryland and Ohio State even, or now Michigan. Like you have to slowly get – you have to slowly build that belief inside of you. It doesn't – it just doesn't come overnight. Why did you say Minnesota first? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I didn't know all that. I didn't know it did come. <laughs> we <it> just came. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes you're fortunate enough to be overly talented. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not me. It's what the team. The team sure. came but it was you and, a, and 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 some and other group. high recruits that were able to do that. Sure. Right. Yeah. The After team. a foundation was built. Yeah. The team. Yeah. It, winning. Winning comes, man, with everybody. It starts at the top. It starts with the boosters. It starts with the parents. It starts when with, with the coaches, and then it filters down. If you don't have that culture, man, of winning and the, and the fans coming out and screaming and hollering for you, cheerleaders jumping around, flipping in that whole deal, mom and dad out there, man, got their uh, red and, 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 and white on in that whole deal, it, it avalanches, man, and everybody has to buy in in order for winning to become it's part a, of the it's culture. It's a big thought. But everybody, like I said, I, I believe with all my heart that you are what you think about most of the time. And if they're thinking about how good they can, they are, not can be, that are, that we do have the right people in the right, but we can do this. We're gonna, we're we're gonna knock this team down this week. We come up against Michigan. We're gonna, we're gonna roll them up. All we gotta do is make sure we don't make the mistakes because we have the talent. We are the bomb. That's right. We are it. We're the ones, and we're going to show you that we have to show you. They know they have to show us. Yep. So they know that, and everybody puts that together. I really think we can get it done now. I do, I've do. i seen the athletes that we have. We have some extraordinary-looking athletes mm-hmm. down there. They have great reputations down there. They have speed. They have strength. They have talent. We have everything you really need to have except for the belief that collectively we can get it done now. Right. Any questions out here in the audience for Rick Upchurch? Anybody? Craft one up. I'm looking, I'm looking at you, man. 
your question already was so powerful. Yeah, right. like, I'm like, <laughs> he was, I know. Broke Tommy down. I know. You're going to have to come back next week and ask uh, again. <laughs> uh, now, okay, Rick, I got one. Do you think sure. uh, Canton will be calling anytime soon? Well, you know, that's that's a good question. You well, know, I asked that, though, because Devin Hester is going to get the call in a year or two, maybe yeah. three years. So, yeah. uh, before Devin Hester, who was it? It was Rick Upchurch. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Donnie and I have talked about this, and we had Johnny White, I mean, Billy White Shoes Johnson come in, and, you know, uh, Johnny has his, his foundation, and, you know, he has the – Jet Awards, mm-hmm. and he brings in those guys. Congratulations that on being a legacy one. Yeah, thank you very much. And so Johnny said, you know what? The guys were never recognized uh, for playing special teams and winning or losing a game, right? Because they say special teams is the other third of the game, right? You can win or lose with it. It's field position. Mm-hmm. If I fumble the punt, right, if I catch it, I'm back there on the 10-yard line, and I catch it and I fumble the ball, what happens to the defense or even the offense? Defense is like, what the f- you doing, man? I mean, they want to cut your head off, man, and that old deal. And, and if, if it's the offense, the offense is saying you got us backed up, man, against the against the wall. We dictate field position. Now, I averaged the man 12, 12 yards a punt return. I'm fifth all time in the National Football League with that. So that told me that my offense, man, was always going to be in Set great, up in shape. great shape. <laughs> yeah, that's my job. And if I can break Very one off, you. and and if I can break one off, that's an added. Mm-hmm. Those are seven points that my team wasn't even expecting, right? Or a kickoff return the other night, right? Against the Jets, the Jets and, and uh, who was it? Uh, the Jets and, Bo- and Buffalo mm-hmm. overtime. Jets don't, I mean, uh, Buffalo don't move the ball. They punt the ball. The game is over. Kid runs the ball back for a touchdown. The, this is the other third of the game, and they, they treat it like a little redheaded stepchild. And so until they put someone in that was just a returner and have more respect for those guys, I don't expect to call man from Canton at, at all. Because, once again, when I look at my stats and look at these guys' stats, they played 16, 17 games. I played 14 games. And then we went to 16 games. So I didn't have as many opportunities, right. you know, to turn, return the ball. And that would, if I had had those opportunities, oh, my goodness. And then I started in 1979. I started as a wide receiver, right? So now that's taken away my, my mm-hmm. return ability because I'm exerting so much energy. So there go, there's a lot that goes into it. But I, I, I would expect... I would expect Devin Hester to be the first one to go in. And then I'm looking, at, think. I'm looking at Brian Mitchell, who has all the records. He has over 23,000 yards. I mean, Lord have mercy. You know what I'm saying? That's a lot of running. You know, how many miles is that? And so when you, when you say who's going to make sure that your offense and defense are in good situations, they call us special teams. Mm-hmm. We're special. We are. Third of the game. It's actually why kickers are my favorite position on the field. Like the kicker is my favorite. It's it's the kind of the forgotten child sometimes. He, he is. He is. Matter of fact, Rich, Rich Carlos, he 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 missed a uh, field goal, uh, one one game for us over in Denver, and the guys when we got in, 
they wrapped him up in tape and put him in the locker mm-hmm. and taped his mouth <laughs> and said, we're not letting you out, man. And he's in there kicking the door, and he's like, man, let me out of this one. Yeah, he's like, yeah, that's the sound <laughs> of you hitting the upright. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and so, I swear I wasn't there. No, and, and Rich Carlos didn't miss anymore. He didn't. There was an incentive for him. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was an incentive. Yeah. yeah, so uh, as far as the, the Hall of Fame, you have three kickers in, right? Mm-hmm. So what happened to the guys that returned the kicks? That's what I asked Johnny. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I just want to thank you for coming out here, Rick, because it really means a lot to me. Because the, the Jet Award, what we do, we, we're giving awards to the baddest men on the planet. And when you can run a punt return or a kickoff return back 100 yards, you got them 100-yard return, you are the baddest man out there. And before now, they didn't even get those kind of awards at all. That's right. They could make the difference in the game. That's right. See, we don't know about fair catching. Right. We're running it back now. (laughs) How many people remember the kick? And I I can't remember how many years ago it was, but it was the Giants-Eagles, and they punted to Deshaun Jackson, Mm -hmm. even though they said kick it out of bounds. That's right. And then what did Deshaun what did Deshaun do? Merry Christmas and a happy new year. <laughs> he ran into the house. Yeah. And yeah. he didn't just run into, into the house. house. He made sure to let everybody know that he was about to score because he ran, ran across the, the line <laughs> and then ended up going in. That's right. Yeah. They, That's right. There needs to be a greater appreciation uh, for the position. I don't know why. So why this is just my question, Johnny. You, you might know. So why in at the beginning of football did they even kick the ball off then? Why did they even mm-hmm. punt the ball? Why didn't they Why just didn't take the ball at the 20-yard 20? 20 yeah. line? Mm-hmm. So, I thought they were going to start doing that. I'm glad they haven't. But mm-hmm. I thought they were going to start doing that. I think they that. might get to it. I, I, I'm about it. What do you think about the XFL rule of having the line so much closer to where the ball is being mm-hmm. kicked? I got you. So you prevent injuries for the rest of the guys, but you the still momentum. get to take it back. Yeah. What do you think of that? I don't hate that rule. That has something to it. It, it. To me, it doesn't matter. I don't care what you do. You, you can shorten the line. You can mm-hmm. shorten this. You can do it. you in trouble. You kick it. Well, when you, you kick it to you, you're, you're, you're in, <laughs> my attitude, you're in trouble. You don't, you're having a bad day today, right? That's my attitude. Yeah, see, if I was kicking off to him, I'm kicking it out of bounds every time. That's I don't care if you start at the 40. Yeah. <laughs> You're not running it back. Okay. Well, that's that. eventually what happened, mm-hmm. you know, with me. Uh, you know, my great, my best year that I had was in 76 when I ran back four, which is a, you know, NFL record mm-hmm. still to this day. And so to run back four, actually five, I had one called back. And so when you when you can do those type of things, when you can set those type of standards – that means that now my offense is going to get great field position, right? Because now they're either going to punt the ball what, short or either they're going to punt it out of bounds, and my, my offense is going to have great field mm-hmm. position. Did you think of one? Did you got a question? Couldn't think of it? Darn it. Right. Darn it. Rick, we appreciate it. You know man. what? Thanks honor so and a pleasure. Thank yeah. you for having me. It was me. great to all meet right. you, Johnny. Great to be paired all up right, with buddy. you as well. Thank, Thank you. you to all of you that came Thank out you. as well to support this great podcast. Anna Belly now we'll be back next week to recap La Tech with you and Tommy. So until all right. then, Anna, it's we the can't run. wait. All right. A Heard at Sports Network production.